Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for IT Help Atlanta. Brought to you by Team Logic IT, your technology advisor. Now, here's your host, Rick Higgins. Well, welcome, everyone, to the IT Help Atlanta radio show, the show that profiles small and mid market businesses and highlights how those companies use technology to succeed. IT Health Atlanta is brought to you by Team Logic IT, your managed services technology advisor, specializing in cybersecurity, cloud and business continuity solutions. Team Logic leverages cutting edge technology to solve all types of business problems. Go to ithealthatlanta.com for audio archives of this radio show and to learn more about our sponsor, Team Logic IT. I'm your host, Rick Higgins, and today's honored guest is Warren McClellan, the owner and founder of McClellan & Associates CPA, located in Duluth and Johns Creek, Georgia. Welcome, Warren. How are you? I'm great, Rick. Thank you so much for having me today. We're really glad you're here, and we really appreciate you you making time to, to come spend some time with us on the show. Um, Warren, tell us, tell us who you are and what do you do? Well, I'm Warren McClellan. I'm a CPA and uh, have a practice that's located in Duluth and Johns Creek. And it's really a small business um, uh, firm that's focused on consulting and tax for uh, individuals that own the businesses and individuals with complicated tax situations. That's great. Um, Warren, give, give us a success story, uh, maybe something that, uh, that would be interesting of how you solved a, a tricky problem or how you helped someone. Something doesn't have to be anything recent or something that comes to mind that you're really proud of. Yeah, Rick, thank you. Uh, I mean, one of the things that we do is we work with a lot of nonprofit organizations as well as businesses and individuals. And uh, we work with um, school systems around the state, and they hire us to speak to their booster clubs and help the parents. And it's one of the things I'm very proud of what we do is that we help the parents uh, to, well, um, along with a partner of mine, help the parents to provide the extra stuff that the school systems can't provide. And uh, nonprofits are very complicated, and we try to break that down and help them establish and maintain those booster clubs. And we've had a lot of success in that area. And uh, one of the things that I like is, is how it affects the children in their sports and in their extracurricular activities. So we, we do a lot of that. And I feel like um, because we do it so much around the state, uh, we've made quite an impact on, on uh, these children. Of course, right now with COVID this year, there's not been a lot of activity in the spring, but I'm sure that, that uh, as life gets back to normal, that will crank back up as well. Well, I definitely want to uh, circle back around and, and, you know, dive deeper on talking about COVID and how that's affected your business. But can we unpack a little bit more about this, uh, this, this neat thing that you're doing with nonprofits, nonprofits? Because, I mean, that's not your main line of business, right? This is something that you're doing 
with another partner uh, in addition to your main CPA firm, correct? Yeah, Rick, it really is. And and um, basically what happened is my partner, Steve Kosmala, and I were parents. <laughs> and we had kids in, in a new school, didn't have a booster club. And we looked around at how to establish this thing right for, for their activity. And we started looking around and we realized that a lot of people weren't doing it right. And so uh, we, we set it up properly, organized the parents, and, and developed a really good booster club and got that started and got the attention of Gwinnett County Public Schools. And they, they uh, started getting us to help them speak to their booster parents and help them work with that. Um, and, and now it's kind of gotten the attention of a lot of people around the state. We also help people with other nonprofits, and it's kind of expanded and morphed to that. And we do a good bit of speaking as well on governance, on how to how to be a board member, <laughs> what you need to know before you before you go onto a board, and what you should really expect if you're on a board. And it's. Uh, in in many ways, it's a give back to the community. Obviously, we get paid in those situations, but but really, um, we feel like it's a huge impact to the community, and and uh, it's had an impact on the tax practice as well because a lot of these nonprofits come back to the tax practice, and and a lot of CPA firms don't really operate that much in a nonprofit arena. They do it because they have to. They have a kid on a booster club, as we did, and they dabble in it. But uh, my staff has kind of embraced it, and uh, we do a lot of nonprofit accounting as well as significant corporate and individual accounting and tax. I see why you're proud of it and i understand it and by the way for the listening audience full disclosure warren and uh, mcclellan and associates is a, is a client of ours at team logic it wanted to disclose that so i do know a little bit about this this line of work and this uh um this area of expertise and it's really a specialty i i just can't i don't know anybody else who's doing what what you guys are doing in that area warren do you I really don't. Thank you, Rick. And a comment on being a client of of yours, we have been a very happy client now for several years. And it's made that's made a big impact on our firm. We've actually gone paperless under your assistance. And uh, it's made a big impact on our being able to continue to operate this spring through what we all went through with COVID-19. So thank well, you very much. Thanks for saying that, Warren. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so here we are. It's May 27th of 2020. Uh, we're some 12 odd weeks into the, um, I guess the, the forced shutdown, the shelter in place rules and laws and, and whatnot. And uh, strangely enough, this 12 weeks or actually maybe more like 14 or 15 weeks has been right in the height of the CPA busy season and busy time of the year. So I think more than anybody else, uh, I, I'm hoping and I believe you've got a really interesting story to tell us about 
how COVID has affected your business. It really hit you at the most awkward time of all, didn't it? Oh, it it really did. It was uh, kind of bizarre timing, not only for us, but for everyone. But our story with it is mid-March was about where where it hit. Um, our firm, as far as the, the, the corporate deadline, had basically passed on April, on March 15th. And so now we were looking full speed ahead at April 15th. And we have a deadline of about the end of the third week of March for our clients to get their information. And it's just not, a, not possible to adequately staff to do all the returns in the first two weeks of April. So we ask that our clients and through years, we've helped them organize, get us everything that's possible by about the third Friday in March. And that was about the time all of this hit. So we had everything in place that we were going to get done for the season. Um, most of our employees, some of our employees went home and worked from home. Uh, thanks to Rick and his team being able to make that possible and jump the hoops for us. But there were some of us working here. We didn't allow clients in the office and we just worked away and finished our tax season pretty close to normal. Now, what was really different was uh, two things that happened. One was normally the last, the, the, the second week in April, we would spend trying to get extensions for people. While that sounds mm-hmm. pretty easy, um, you know, you just file the extension and, and you're done. But for most of our clients, it's a lot more complicated than that because the extension extends the time to file, but not the time to pay. So, We have to spend a good bit of time helping people organize and come up with a reasonable estimate of what they need to pay, communicate back and forth to get that information. Obviously, Mm -hmm. during that time, we don't have the information, and and so we're working back and forth to do the best we can, communicate back to the client, help them figure out what they can pay Mm -hmm. and how they can pay. And that actually went away this year, and we're working on it now. And a lot of those returns, I think, will be filed by the July 15th. So that that was really the first thing that was the big change was that last, that second week in April not being so horrendous, uh, jumping jumping the hoops to get the extensions done. The second thing that was such a big impact on that was all the new legislation, and in particularly the PPP loans. And that's really ongoing now. So first of all, we had to help our clients, or we were asked to help our clients, many of them, uh, gather the information to file for the PPP loans. We were kind of a a central focus of information on this bank's doing this, this bank's doing that, how do we do it? You know who got what and when and and uh, and and then came down the oh do you really need it you know if you don't need it you shouldn't have got it maybe you should, you should pay it back well most right. of our clients ultimately that came out and and that if your loan was under two million dollars you have a safe harbor on that of course you needed it 
If your loan was over $2 million, then you're going to have to do some serious justification and perhaps you should consider giving the loan back. So that made it very complex. So then we know there's forgiveness of these loans if they're spent right. Well, they were going to, they were required to give us the regulations from the SBA and the Treasury within a month of when that loan was signed, which would have made that due about April 26. So we got that information very timely on about May 15th or so. So there was, there were a lot of people that had eight weeks to spend the money and it was really unclear as to how to spend that money in order to effectively get it, uh, get it forgiven. And so now many of our clients are in certainly the second half of that eight week period. I think most of them are. And so are there things that they need to do to uh, appropriately spend that money so they can ensure forgiveness? And what are the calculations of the forgiveness, which again, we just really got last week. So we're going through our clients and helping them do preliminary calculations based on what they're spending and what they're doing to make sure that they get that forgiven. So that, along with all the new retirement rules that are out there and all the other, the other things, uh, as well as the uh, stimulus checks, where's my stimulus check? All of those things, we were taking a million calls. So that actually made it very exciting and and while we didn't always have the answer, uh, we tried to maintain the latest information so that when people called, we could help them and, and help them get on top of that. And so uh, it, it certainly made it a very exciting year for us. And, and uh, uh, hopefully um, business gets back to normal and, and we're all back to back to living our normal lives. Well, the thing that of everything that you just said, the thing that I just can't get my mind wrapped around is how much of a moving target everything was that you were involved in in your area of expertise and service to your clients. I mean, you were ha- you were fielding calls nonstop, yet the 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 answers were uh, again a moving target, almost constantly, right? Absolutely. It really was. And my staff did great. We we would sit and we would meet. We would talk things through. We watched videos from lots of law firms. We studied this thing. And again, it was very much a moving target. And we were working during tax season. And some people were at home and some people were here. And so uh, (laughs) the good thing about it was there really wasn't much else to do during that time but work. And so we all just buckled down and worked. And, and uh, all the people talking about being bored, we just didn't have that problem. Well, good for you. And I, I guess the million-dollar question then is, do you think that the target's done moving at this point? Is there, is there going to be more guidance uh, coming out with respect i guess i'm focused on the ppp with with respect to that question do you think that we're we're settled in on i no i think we're we're close 
on what we have on the PPP loans, but uh, Congress is now considering making some changes that hopefully are just good changes and helpful changes, like considering changing the length of time to spend it from eight weeks to 16 weeks. Again, that's only a consideration. It is not a, a fact yet. But I, I think there will be some more things happen. And, and uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't more loans. I think that was very helpful to small business. I think it was a very good, a very good law, at least the PVP loans, because the clients that I've been involved with were able to keep people employed. And, and during a very difficult time, uh, medical practices, for instance, have really struggled because Okay, they could do video uh, video appointments, and people were putting things off. And I think overall, most people really their revenue was down, and the PPP loans enabled them to pay their rent, pay their utilities, and most importantly, pay their employees. So I'm a big fan of what was done there. Okay, great. Um, switching gears with you a little bit, you had mentioned uh, about going paperless, and um, I'm not sure if you mentioned cloud or not. I would like to just dive a little bit into that since the you know we are uh, part of our focus on the show is to talk about how small businesses use technology to succeed. Um, can you talk about say life before the cloud solution and and then life now with the cloud solution, what what that means to you and what it's been able to facilitate for you, whether it's you know working from home or whatever? Oh, absolutely, Rick. I appreciate the question. And uh, I, honestly, it's meant, it meant, has meant and means so much more to us than being able to work from home. Obviously, that's a big deal. But being a CPA firm, we've just been all about the paper. And and to say that we're 100% paperless today is not really true. We're certainly still paperless-ish, and we never, may never be 100% paperless. But it, <laughs> like it certainly, <laughs> thank you. It, it's certainly been been a big boom to our business. So we've had a huge file room that's actually a double office that, that the, the room, uh, the wall between is taken out. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge file room in here. And it has just been absolutely full. And we could keep about four years worth of information. And uh, we had also off-site storage, dramatic off-site storage, some of it going back 25 years. And so ultimately, we were able to scan all of that into the cloud and appropriately shred, dispose of it. And and now we we get rid of the offsite storage and we get rid of uh, the file room, although we're still scanning a little bit in there, but it's, it's going away, freeing up uh, two more office spaces in our office, which is nice. But But the movement of information, the being able to wake up on Saturday morning and say, you know what, I'd really like to work and I don't want to drive into the office. I can go in there. You can pull up everything. Um, being able to work at a client site. Uh, I go to a, we go to a lot of corporate clients and we have to take a big box of physical files 
and sit there to be able to open up everything. I go in now with my laptop, get on the cloud, and I've got everything. I've got my desk there so I can look at everything and and work with the client. It's so much easier to have this tiny little laptop that I that I take everywhere and and I can just go and get what I want. I don't have to worry about somebody packing the bag and oh they forgot this this tax return or they forgot to pack this for me. If it's all there, I can just go and get it. Um I think the step up here has made us much more efficient. Obviously, there have been inefficiencies through the years of getting there, but now that we're there, uh, our our uh, automation is so much better. And I think that we will uh, we're exploring the possibility of going to even further automation, where when somebody brings us a 1099, there's software, uh, and and sometimes 1099s are 50 pages. Uh, because they have brokerage statements, and and so to be able to um, uh, automate that and actually pull the information off the 1099 and put it directly to the tax return, and then we're exploring that. And obviously, even when that's done automatically, uh, all it will take out of it is the data process. The professional effort will still be there, but they won't be spending the time entering 50 pages worth of data into a tax return. And so the efficiencies that we're gaining allow us to be so much more consultative and less data crunchers for people. And so we can help we can help get the returns prepared and help our clients understand it and have the information to make good decisions. More strategic uh, uh, and less uh, tactical, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. Well, Warren, thanks for that. That was that was a that was a deep dive, and that was that was just really a great answer to uh, an interesting question. Um, the uh, I have a couple more questions for you. We've we've got um, a little bit of a time limit, and we're, but we've got plenty of time if you're willing to to go into a couple more questions here. Um, one Absolutely. that I always like thank to ask. You. Okay, thank you, thank you. One that I always like to ask on every show, and a special question, is uh, what is an aspect about your business that people don't tend to think about, but that you wish people would ask you about? Rick, what what I'd really like people to ask me is, how can I better understand? my business or my personal situation how can i what what do i need to know Warren, about the tax aspects the accounting aspects that allow me to have better discernment and make better decisions so for instance when i got started maybe 25 years ago i left a very large firm and started this firm and so I started working with companies at that point. QuickBooks was brand new. It was a a, a new program, and, and I embraced it very quickly and started helping clients get set up. In those days, most everybody had a computer, at least on a desk in their office, 
and and they would use it to create invoices and do mailings. And I'm like, let's let's upgrade this. If we're going to use QuickBooks, let's have it at your site and have good real time information because uh, the environment that I'd come out of, which was Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies, I was working with in those days had real time information. So the idea was to help them get up-to-date data. And what was happening was a lot of them kept a checkbook, did invoices, sent it off to some bookkeeping practice who would send them back uh, um, financial statements they didn't understand. They didn't know how to read. Uh, they, they, they meant nothing to them, but they were done because they had to have them. And, and so it's like, wait, let's use this as a tool. So I started working with, with several people and and uh, uh, helping them to automate their accounting in-house with support from me and from my staff. Then I started working with the owners and helping them to understand what they had, to be able to read the financial statements and and to, uh, and to be discerning about them and to make management decisions out of that. So that's really what, what I really like to do and what my staff likes to do is help our clients to understand the information. And many of those people that I work with so many years ago are still clients and have been highly successful. And I would like to think, and I think many of them would say that, that my firm contributed to that by helping them have a good foundation and helping them get the accounting system started right and helping the owners to understand and to be able to use the accounting information that they had. You know, one thing that we say in our business at Team Logic is that you can't manage something unless you can measure it. And I know we didn't we didn't come up with that. That's that's probably uh that's probably something that uh one of your CPA predecessors or something back in time. Came up. <laughs> yeah. But that's the essence of what you're talking about, right? Right. Exactly. Got, got to be able to measure it to manage it. Great. Great answer. Thank you. Um, uh, one more question, then we're going to, uh, I'll give you a chance to talk a little bit about how uh, folks can find you. But before we do that, um, it's my favorite question of all time. And, and that is that, you know, 25 years in business as a, as a founder and a small business owner, what do you like best about being a small business owner? I really like, and I'm most turned on about making a difference for people. I truly think that, that uh, and, and it's a surprise. I, I set out to start a business and I didn't really anticipate that. But now with so many clients, so many people through the years, I've been able to see, we've been told the impact that we make. And um, that, that is probably the, the biggest thing. And, and especially going back to even the booster clubs, the parents, being able to see people comfortable, comfortably being able to do that. The school systems, understanding uh, and, and having comfort that their parents have the information that they need, um, the small businesses, helping them to make uh, good decisions, 
helping them to have a good base and the individuals that we serve with their with their uh, accounting and financial planning, helping them to do that and and to have good information and make good decisions and feel like that their accounting is a good base for them. So I, I think that's that's the biggest thing. And again, it, it was not something I anticipated, but it, it truly turns yeah. me on to help people and make a difference. That's great, Warren. Um, just really, really love asking that question, and that may be the <laughs> the best answer that I've, I've ever gotten from anybody on that. Well, thank, thank you for that. Thank you for um, so uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up, but before we do, uh, tell the audience how to find you. How do we get in touch with you? Um, how do we find McClellan and Associates CPA? Well, probably the easiest way, the first thing is the website. And the website's fairly easy in that it's just McClellanCPA.com. But there are about a hundred different ways to spell McClellan. So if you'll let me do that, I'll I'll put that out there. Yeah. Uh, that you can yeah. find me and it's it it is M C C L E L L A N C P A dot com. That that's certainly the, the first place is to go to the website. Uh, if you'll allow me, I'll also add our main telephone number as well. Yeah, and yeah. we do our best to still answer the telephone. I can't say that 100% of the time, and during COVID, we may have, uh, have struggled with that, but uh, we try to answer it rather than uh, dial 387 for this person. Uh, we, we try to get you a, a person at least on business days between 9 and 5. And that main phone number, and it is for both offices, is 770-497-9525. Again, 770-497-9525. Well, thank you, Warren. Thank you for uh, your appearance and time with us today. Um, folks, that's a wrap. Uh, IT Help Atlanta is brought to you by Team Logic IT, your managed services technology advisor specializing in cybersecurity, cloud, and business continuity solutions. TeamLogic leverages cutting-edge technology to solve all types of business problems. Go to ithelpatlanta.com for audio archives of this radio show and to learn more about our sponsor, TeamLogic IT. Go to mcclellancpa.com, M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N-C-P-A.com to learn more about Warren's wonderful company, McClellan & Associates CPA. For my guest, Warren McClellan, I am Rick Higgins, and uh, join us next time on IT Help Atlanta.